What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Sitting here Tuesday night, right around midnight, recording the podcast. We have a lot to get to. Uh, a couple of things recapping from last week. Uh, the horse is now out of the warehouse. The horse season 10, we are done out of it at the warehouse. So there is some left in the market. Uh, but if you haven't gotten any of that yet, jump on that. The stuff we released last week, holy cow, was it good. I, I know I've tried the Pirate Noir and the Pirate Bomb before. But uh, I didn't really, really remember it, uh, you know, in my head. I just knew they were really good. So I got a chance to taste those. Tasted the Pirate Bomb Friday night. Did a uh, review video on that. Sometimes with the review videos, I'll pour about half the beer out, depending on the night and the situation. This one, I kind of sat and sipped while I did some work for about an hour or so. And I have, it's not a groundbreaking theory, but I have this theory with Imperial Stouts where when you start getting up into 12, 13, 14, 15%, they're not only hitting you like two or three beers, they're just hitting you and messing with your head on another level. That was the first beer I'd had all night. And, and let me say, it was an incredible beer. I mean, I love Imperial Stouts, as many of you may know, uh, but that beer is just incredibly, incredibly next level. Uh, and then I wandered down to Piper's for a beer, beer and a half, and I was feeling it. I wasn't drunk, but I was definitely feeling the buzz and a little bit loopy. Uh, actually sat and watched Hard Knocks while I drank that one. And then Saturday morning, went down to the Beer Hive with uh, my parents and uh, some of their friends uh, for a little bit of morning drinking. Tried the Pirate Noir. Only had about half of it. We all split it, and I ended up finishing that one off. That beer was only 12%, but still strong, still incredibly good. And I got to try the uh, Single Cut Hop Sounds for the first time, which is just a really good drinking beer. So I think you can hear some of the thunder there in the background. But that one's a very good drinking beer. Um, I'm going to do a review video on that one coming up. Day went off the rails rather quickly. As I said on Instagram, when you start drinking 12% stouts at uh, 11 in the morning on a Saturday, you're probably setting yourself up to go off the rails. But point being with all that, if you haven't gotten the Pirate Noir and the Pirate Bomb yet, those are also out of the warehouse. Uh, nothing left in the warehouse. Whatever is in the market is in the market. Got a pretty good spread on that one. Uh, if you're unsure of whether it made it to your local spot, where to find it, hit us up on social media as always. And we'll kind of fill you in on that. But those, whether you, I mean, obviously you got to like stouts, but whether you're a huge stout fan or not, track at least one of each of those down. Those are some of the best beers you'll ever have regardless. The other thing I want to touch on this week uh, is kind of wrap up some more details about the festival. So if you haven't heard, as I'm sure you have to have heard at this point, you follow us on social media. We're starting to line up some pretty killer breweries for this thing. As I said last week, we've got the Prairie stuff. We are going to have the only Pirate Paradise that's going to be available in this market for the first time ever there. So Pirate Paradise will be there on draft. We are going to have Maine, their dinner IPA. Uh, again, that's you're, we're going to see some of that, I would assume, in October. I would think in October, fingers crossed. Uh, but the only keg that we are getting in September is being sent specifically for the festival. Uh, so that will be there as well as a couple other beers from Maine. We are going to have Jester King. Really, really excited about this one. We are able to snag, I believe, three or four cases of Jester King that we are going to be able to do bottle pours of. There are three or four uh, different beers. So not only are we going to have plenty to go around, but we will have three or four different beers for everybody to try. Really, really thrilled about them. Uh, was really uh, happy and humbled that we were able to pull that one off. I know a couple of you, more than a couple of you, have asked on social media whether or not we're going to be able to see 
distribution from them consistently. I wouldn't think so at this point. We may be able to snag uh, a few random cases every now and again, uh, but that really hasn't been discussed so far. We have just talked about the festival. Um, but every time, you know, I've said this before, every time you're able to bring in a brewery of that caliber, especially for the first time, it's, uh, it is really, really humbling and, and exciting. So we're thrilled to have them there. And then we also are going to have Equilibrium back. We're going to get some uh, limited amount of kegs from them for the festival. It looks like we're going to have some for the festival and a few to scatter around the market, kind of based around the festival. Uh, so that'll be great to not only bring Equilibrium back, we're obviously thrilled about that, but be able to get it to, uh, to a few accounts as well. Uh, those are the four we have nailed down. I, as I said, it looks like we're going to be getting some hoof-hearted for the festival. Uh, we have some other stuff coming in. We just want to leave the last couple of spots open uh, to see if we can get a couple other new breweries that we haven't had yet in this market. Uh, because doing festivals like this or a festival like this, uh, I think presents a really unique and a really cool opportunity to do that. So we don't want to we don't want to announce our full list quite yet. We want to leave a couple spots open. Uh, but overall, there's a, you know a couple things I want to hit with the festival. First off, we are going to have Mad Max Gobbleritos available. Um, they are going to be for purchase. We're kind of working out what the price is going to be, but we're basically selling them for cost. Whatever we can get them from uh, for from Mad Max, uh, we're going to pass that same price on to you guys. In general, with this festival, as I've said to a few people in the last week or so, this is really not, especially the first one, but this is a theme we want to carry through You know, all the festivals we do. We're not using this as a huge money-making enterprise, and I, we're not make, using it as a money-making enterprise at all. I can promise you that we're not going to make money on this thing. Um, and just the fact that we're a wholesale company and that our main business isn't based off making money on festivals, I think pre presents us with a really unique opportunity. Uh, that combined with the fact that we have such direct access and relationships to a lot of these breweries uh, is another unique opportunity. And it was really just too much to pass up. As I've talked about in the past, uh, the, for the most part, the festivals in this city are just not great. We really want to continue to raise the level uh, of craft beer and beer that's available in this market. And I think this is just another tool and another step to doing that. Uh, but I really want to drive home the point that it's the fact that it's not a money-making venture for us. So just because when you come in, you're going to have to pay five or ten bucks for a gobbleito, uh, it's not because we're trying to make money off of it. I think it's an incredible value, even for the four or five breweries that we've locked down and announced so far. I mean, to come in and get Jester King bottles, main dinner, Pirate Paradise from Prairie, probably another barrel-aged keg from Prairie or bottles, uh, and then get Equilibrium for $50. Uh, that's just an incredibly good value. Uh, so, you know, five or ten bucks for Gobbleritos. Listen, Gobbleritos, I think this year launched on the 21st, so this is going to be one of the first places you can get them. Um, and they're great drinking food, and it's a great fall thing to come and enjoy. I mean, you just can't have a better Saturday afternoon. Like I said, we're going to have a, at least ATV for some college football. We're going to have some music going. We're going to have some cornhole. If it rains, we'll move it all inside. Uh, with the Gobbleritos, with this level of beer, it's going to be intimate. No more than about 100 It's going to be 100 tickets between volunteers and helpers, probably 10 or 20 people. It's so real intimate. You just can't beat it. Um, and we're going to do everything we can to make it the absolute best festival you've ever been to. And I think we're going to do that. I'm pretty darn confident in that. Um, a couple other of the little details I wanted to hit. There's going to be plenty of water available. Uh, there's going to be bathrooms, obviously. And there are going to be DD uh, bracelets for free at the table when you come in. 
I cannot stress this enough. Bring someone with you or Uber. If we're being honest with ourselves, you're not going to come to this festival and be okay to drive home. You're just not. I'm all for drinking and having a great time, but it's just not worth it to drink and drive at that level. Because when you come in after your third sample of Pirate Paradise and your second sample of Jester King and a main dinner and all that, you're not staying under the legal limit. You wouldn't be doing yourself any justice and you wouldn't be having enough fun. So Uber or get a designated driver. Have someone come hang out. They can come hang out. We'll have some water, probably some soda. There'll be music going. There'll be cornhole. There'll be food. They can come hang out for a couple hours. We're not charging you extra. One, as I said, this is not a huge money-making thing for us. And two, we want to make this as easy as possible as, and as accessible as possible in terms of you having a good, fun, safe time. So we're not going to charge you to bring someone uh, that will designate a drive for you. Uh, because I'm a big believer in that. Um, just Uber or get a designated driver. Uh, but it's going to be great. we got a couple other uh, lines in the water right now in terms of some crazy breweries that we have not yet seen in Western PA, so fingers crossed on that. We're putting a lot of work in uh, to try and finalize that. But even with the lineup we have already and some of the, some of the other stuff we can add, uh, it's going to be one of the better afternoons you're going to have all year and probably one of the better festivals you've been to. So having gotten all that out of the way, oh, Look at our Twitter and our Instagram for the link for tickets as well. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, there's probably about 30 left on Eventbrite. I know a couple people have asked if they have time. I would assume they're going to last for another week or 10 days just because the people that really got – ooh, thunder lightning's cracking out here. Um, the people that really were on it got them quick. Um, you know, since they went on sale, we sold about 10 or 15 um, and we're holding, I think we're going to hold about five or ten for the door just in case. You never know. Uh, but get those quick. If you need the link, we can get you that link as well. A couple other things before we get on to what's coming this week. Really the main thing, got a chance to go on the weekly recap podcast, our second time that uh, I've been on. Got to go on with my sales lead, Mary. Uh, that is always a fun time. I had a uh, little bit of a bender weekend for the second weekend in a row, so I didn't really necessarily need to be up at midnight on a Sunday drinking, recording a podcast. Having said that, it was an absolute blast. Um, it's really, you know, I've done a few podcasts where I've gone on and, as a guest, and this is really the fur- furthest one from being in the industry. Most of the other people are somehow involved in the industry or around with the industry, and I have to say it's really refreshing. Um, it's really nice to get that perspective of people who really enjoy beer and you know like being around it and like being around the industry but aren't necessarily in the industry. I think that's a really fresh perspective. Um, and it's good. You know, The first time we went on, Mary and I, Mary was pretty fresh into the business. I think she'd only been with us for a couple, couple three months. Uh, so it was nice to get on there uh, with her now that she's kind of got her feet under, there, under her more in the business and got a little more experience. Uh, as I kind of took some heat for on the po- on that podcast, I have not had her on this podcast yet. Uh, probably going to do that, I would hope, in the next month. Uh, Thursday, I'm going up to the Wholesale Summit at Blake's Hard Cider up in Michigan. It's in Armada, Michigan, uh, about an hour north of Detroit. So I'd hopefully get, if nothing else, some Instagram content for that. That should be fun. Ashamed to admit that now... Three years into selling Blake's, maybe not quite, but uh, have not been to the farm yet. And really just had to kind of draw the line there and say, I got to go. Going to try not to drink. I mean, it's been a 
hell of a couple week run, and I think I could use a few days off. Um, but that should be a blast. And again, thanks to the guys at the Weekly Recap for having us on. I will tweet out the link to that episode. I think it comes out Wednesday this week, so probably the same day this comes out. Uh, but I think that's worth the re uh, the listen. I should say that was about an hour and a half or so. Uh, it's kind of nice when you get some interviews on the podcast. Really provide some in depth content. Um, but I think for people that listen to this podcast, it'll be a great episode to listen to because, like I said, you really get some questions from outside the industry uh, and some questions and some stuff from me that you probably don't usually get uh, on this podcast. And I have to say I was a lot more laid back, even beer aside, uh, laid back and want to get into it a little bit. So definitely worth uh, listening to that. Like I said, I'll tweet that out when that episode goes live. So now that we've kind of recapped everything, there is a lot to get to for this week. We have a lot of crazy good beer coming in. Uh, the first of which is we are getting a fresh shipment of odd side ales. Uh, their stuff has been on fire for us lately, especially their IPAs and their sours. Uh, you know, I was having this conversation with a couple of accounts this week. Sours have really come on strong. I know it's been a popular style for a while now, but to me, it really seems like they're taking up that second place uh, in terms of popularity style-wise, behind IPAs. And a year or so ago, I just have to say I didn't see it coming. I thought it was a little bit of a polarizing style. I thought the people that were just getting into beer, it was, there was way too much shock value there in the flavor and the profile uh, to really make it easily accessible. Uh, but breweries have done a really nice job of smoothing them out a little bit, making them a little bit less tart, um, and really making them accessible and it's a style that's really, really caught on. And I think got some people that weren't necessarily big beer drinkers more and more into craft beer. Uh, and along those lines, we have a couple breweries that are cranking killer sours right now. The Prairie stuff has been absolutely incredible. I did a beer review on the Karate Chimp, which is their mango, tangerine, and apricot sour that they just released. As I talked about last week, I think it just started going out Friday. I will say that that is all out of the warehouse as well. Uh, so on draft... And in cans, if you see that one, go ahead and get it because that is uh, that is not going to last long. I will tease this. I think in about a week or two, I'll have more details next week. We are going to have one last shipment of Prairie Sours uh, for the summer. We're going to get a nice kind of variety of, uh, of sours. All stuff that we've had before, but it's going to be one last hurrah for those flavors before the summer is out. Unfortunately, they focus more on their stouts and other, other styles during the uh, the fall and winter it's more spring and summer for the sours but you know i tried the uh the karate chimp on camera for the review it was the first time i tried it that beer's absolutely incredible i mean their sours have always been good but the last three especially the rainbow sherbet the no way frosé and and now the karate chimp all three of those sours have been absolutely incredible sorry i had to cut out there for a second this mosquito is just little mosquito that's been in my house for 48 hours now it's been buzzing around and somehow it always follows me i go in the kitchen it's buzzing around i go up to the bedroom somehow it gets in the bedroom in the bathroom it's everywhere and it was just sitting on the wall next to me so i had to take a quick uh quick opportunity to kill it uh but yeah those prairie sours we're gonna get one more batch uh before the end of summer here which is gonna be awesome that stuff I mean, I'm, they're really catching on. The sales numbers for those have been great lately. Uh, you can see the, ex, I don't want to say X, but the crazy growth there for those sours. And it makes me really, really happy uh, that, that more people are just learning what really good sours are 
and uh, not what a couple uh, shitty locals pass off as good sours that aren't. Uh, and on that sour note, as part of the odd side stuff that's coming in, we are getting another batch, a fresh batch of that strawberry banana fruitsicle uh, in cans and draft. Those are available at Giant Eagles, Whole Foods, really anywhere you buy beer. Those have been on fire for us as well, just like the prairies. We are getting two cats in the wall. It is a double New England IPA, 10 percenter. This is the double version of the Cat in the Wall IPA that was actually shockingly good. Um, the Dank Juice series has been really popular for them, and when we got the, the Cat in the Wall series in, I wasn't quite sure if it was going to hold up. It was really good. I'm real excited to try the, uh, the two Cats in the Wall. That one is going to be available as well, Giant Eagle, Whole Foods, all that. We're getting cans and draft. We are also getting a fresh batch of the Mosaic Dank Juice. The Dank Juice have just been lighting it up for us. I mean, everything from odd side has been moving well, but the dank juice especially. Um, so that is going to be available uh, draft and can as well. That stuff will going out will start going out Friday. And we have a couple random kegs of hipster brunch that they were able to send us. Uh, we weren't able to get much, but this is a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with bacon, coffee, and maple syrup. We've had it in bottles. We actually have a few cases left. Uh, really, really good beer. Uh, so I'll post on Instagram where that's going to go draft-wise. But again, a lot of Giant Eagles are carrying it in bottles. That's one that we've been trying to keep uh, keep in through the fall. It's a little bit limited, so it's tough in the bottles. But it's, again, available Whole Foods, Giant Eagle, wherever you're buying beer. If you're into stouts, sours, and IPAs, we got the best out there. And I'm not just saying, I mean, this is next-level shit, so track that one down. The other great news this week is we've got a lot of stuff coming in from 12% Imports. That includes the hoof-hearted Rose Goza. This one is now kind of transitioned into 12-ounce cans. It is going to be a year-round core for hoof-hearted. The first one, really the only one that I believe is planned to be a core for them. This one's going to come in at about $9.99 a four-pack. So really good price point. And again, a killer sour. It's also going to be available on draft. Uh, so you'll be able to see that one uh, around both draft and cans. We're working on chain placement with that in terms of Giant Eagle and Whole Foods, but hopefully that won't take too long. Again, all this stuff's coming Friday. We're going to lay out when and where. Not going to be any crazy release events this weekend, uh, but there will be a bunch of places, as always, that you can track this stuff down. Next thing that's coming in is the Omnipolo Hypnopompa. It's a marshmallow and vanilla stout. That one's going to be in 16-ounce cans and limited draft. We are getting another draft and can batch of the Stillwater uh, Action Bronson. That one has just been, again, on fire for us lately. Starting to pick up draft-wise as well, which is awesome. I have heard rumors, nothing confirmed, don't have any dates or when it could come, but I have heard a rumor that there is going to be a rosé version of the Action Bronson at some point. Uh, you know, Again, a natural wine-based thing. That would be mind-blowing because Action Bronson is probably one of my favorite beers that we have in the portfolio, and the sales are finally starting to back it up. Uh, the Stillwater Insetto is coming back in cans. That's a sour made with Italian plums. Uh, getting some fresh extra dry. That's really the two cores from Stillwater have been the extra dry and the Action Bronson. Uh, those have been killing it for us. If, if you haven't tried the, the Takeout series yet, I did get to try the Kung Pao Imperial Stout. Uh, on Saturday, that's an 11 percenter. I'm not a huge spice guy. I just I like the flavor. I like spicy flavors. I just don't have a huge heat tolerance. It was a little bit much for me. I think eight ounces would be about a perfect amount. Uh, but if you like a little kick in your beer, that one's really good. And again, 
the General Goza, the Duck Sauce Double IPA, and the Kung Pao, all three are gone and out of the warehouse. Not sure if and when we're going to get stuff back from that series, so track those down. Uh, the Stillwater Cellar Door Saison is back in 12-ounce cans. The Abomination, back by popular demand, the Abomination Brewing White Stouts Can't Jump in 16-ounce cans. I feel like this was a beer that was a little bit tough to get people on the first time, but once they tried it, they're like, holy shit, it's really... I don't think White Stout is a popular enough style yet that people know quite what to expect, but when you have one, it's a game changer. If you have not had a White Stout uh, before, this one's a really good one, so make sure you track that one down. Uh, the next thing we're getting in is also Abomination. That's going to be the Hop Roulette. This one I actually... Don't know. I have to admit, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to look it up real quick here while we're sitting here. I would assume it's a double IPA. Let us see. Yep, it's a double IPA. Single hop New England double IPA brewed with flaked oats, wheat, and golden promise. Kettle hopped and double dry hopped with a copious amount of Pacific Jade hops. Notes of lemon zest, nectarine, and pineapple. Uh, looks pretty good. 8.3%. So that'll be in in 16-ounce cans. The Decadent Ales Orange Cream Pop 16-ounce can is back. Uh, if you like Hazy, I feel like I keep begging people. If I if you like Hazy and you haven't had Fat Orange Cat yet, their Right Drunk Edit Sober is coming back. Their stuff is so good. It's just really, really good. So if you haven't had that, we're getting a limited amount of cans back from them. That was one that we've had, I think, once or twice. I know we've had it at least once. Um, and if you haven't had that one yet, that's definitely one you want to track down. Really, if you like hazy stuff, anything that you see uh, from Fat Orange Cat is, is really a must try. Next thing we're getting, we're getting one new one from Nightmare. It's called Colombian Necktie. This might take the cake for their most graphic label yet. The guy's throat is slit and they're pulling his tongue down through it. Uh, but it's a, it's a goza. Uh, with, I believe, lime zest. It's 7.2%. The last beer that they had that was a Goza, I think it was 6%. I think it was the Wineless of Erasmus, if I'm not mistaken, or the Glasgow Smile. I can't remember. But there, it was really good. I mean, and not only was it one that I thought was really good, but it was one that sold, and the response really backed it up. Uh, so this Columbia Necktie... Despite the vomit-inducing label, I think is going to... I mean, the art looks great, don't get me wrong, but it's a little graphic. Uh, but I think the beer is going to be freaking killer. Uh, that's the only one we're getting from Nightmare on this shipment. Uh, but like I said, their last goes was really good, so track that one down. The Omnipolo Lustro uh, White IPA is coming back. That's kind of backed by popular demand as well. It's one that we haven't really had lately, um, but should has the ability to be a core for them. Uh, kind of depending on how this batch goes, we can keep it as a core. We have a couple cores from them now that we're keeping in. Uh, but we've just had enough people asking for it where it was time to uh, to really bring it back. The next thing we're getting is Omnipolo Double Bruno. I don't know a ton about this. I think it's Raspberry Lime Crush Goza. But a double? It's a double version of the Raspberry Lime Crush brewed with raspberry lime and fresh mint. And it's a sour from Omnipolo. And it clocks in at 6%. Can looks really cool. The pictures of the beer here on Untapped look really good. I, I, at least another month of, uh, of sour season, 
I mean, it's really sour season year-round. But uh, So pump for that one. That one will be in 16-ounce cans. That's, again, the Omnipolo Double Bruno. Um, so excited for that one. Again, that is a raspberry, lime, and fresh mint sour. We are getting only, literally, only a couple. When I say a couple, it really means two. Omnipolo Aeon Bourbon Barrel Age Aeon Pecan Mud Cake. We'll definitely let you wear those know where those go because that's going to be something that people want to track down. I'm going to have to get a couple of those myself. Holy hell, that sounds good. Uh, Public Access is sending a couple of new cans here. The first one is going to be Suspended Disbelief. For uh, Unfortunately, it looks like this batch of Public Access is going to be mainly 16-ounce cans, but the uh, Suspended Disbelief is going to be an 8% double IPA. The next one that we are getting from them is Outer Reality. And this one I'm going to have to kind of look up here. This one I don't have written down in front of me on what it is. It is a New England IPA, 7%. They're kind of along the same lines as Fat Orange Cap. They haven't quite got that reputation yet. Uh, but if you haven't tried their stuff, another one you definitely really want to try. Um, I think it's just because we haven't... Al- gotten it with quite the frequency we haven't been able to get it with quite the frequency that we have the fat orange cat stuff uh but really really good uh stuff and packaging looks awesome i'll i'll make more of an effort to put where that stuff's going just so uh the people that haven't gotten it yet are kind of able to track it down uh the next one we're getting is Stillwater recess i believe we've had this one once before it is a dry hop sour with raspberries it's in collaboration with aslin uh, that'll be in 16-ounce cans, and that's about it, I believe, for uh, new stuff that's coming this week. We just got a fresh batch of the 18-watt from Single Cut that hit. Uh, we're going to be, like I said, hopefully in the next week or two, we are going to be getting uh, our last kind of hurrah of Prairie Sours uh, for the uh, for the summer. Tons of stuff. I know that was a little bit overwhelming coming for 12%, so I'll try and get some social media rundowns that stuff's going to start releasing friday so you've got a couple days to to start looking for that stuff that's about it for this week as i said i kind of just want to drive home with the festival make sure and get your tickets do not fucking drink and drive get a dd it's free for them to get in we're doing that for a reason or uber down uh we're going to be pretty vigilant about checking to make sure people don't drive because it's just not something we have any patience for and, uh, you know, I'm not going to get up with, get up your ass with a moral argument on it. But listen, it just is what it is in society now, and it's just not worth doing it. So we're going to be pretty freaking vigilant there. Uh, it's a great afternoon. Let's not ruin it by being morons. Um, but there's going to be free DD tickets. And get on Eventbrite and get your tickets. I'm the same way with stuff where you say, all right, I'll get them. I'll get them. It's not a huge rush. There's still some left. And then, like, three weeks from now, you sit down to go get them. You're like, all right, I got to sit down. And then they're fucking gone. Just don't wait. Um, just get them now. There's going to be that brewery. There's a couple coming. Like, Equilibrium spiked some ticket sales today. So we sold a few more. The next brewery release uh, that we announce here in the next week or so, probably going to do the same thing. So don't wait too long. It's going to be an incredible afternoon. Again, all we're doing this for is to really la- raise the level of festival and uh, just raise – I don't want to say it's all a flex – because some of it is a flex where I, I kind of look at these other festivals. If we want to get in-depth with it real quick, you know, I've, one of my favorite festivals has always been the Big Pour. 
I think my first, the first one I went to was Big Pour 3. It was right when I started to get really, really into craft beer. There was some incredible stuff there. It introduced me to beers like Brooklyn Black Ops and Sierra Bigfoot. And it was just an incredible experience. And I think I went a couple more times uh, before I get into wholesale. I think we've been our three times, our first three falls, I think we've been um, over to the Big Pour with Steel City. Uh, I was pretty open really with them, not necessarily publicly, but with them that I wasn't at all thrilled with how it was run last year, that I didn't really want, wasn't excited to come back. And I think the, the quality of the beer that they're having at the festival this year is just absolute dog shit. And I think that's really sad because it's a legacy thing. I think it's something that really, when you think about, at least when I think about craft beer in Pittsburgh, it's something that I really think about. And about a month ago, I realized like, man, it's about time for those invites to go out. And you know, I thought, to, if I'm being completely transparent, I thought to myself, well, you know, I made it somewhat clear I wasn't really pumped to come back. It looks like they're going with shit beer, not great beer. Um, and I just said, let's do something else. We can do something way better. Uh, and we've always, you know, they don't give you much of a, a stipend to bring beer, which I think has really led to the, the degradation of the quality of the beer. We always took a hit on the beer, a pretty big hit, because we wanted to bring really, really good stuff, make it a great time, you know, make it a festival that people enjoyed coming to. And for me personally, to sit there and be willing to take a hit financially while everybody else brought fucking crap beer uh, just got old. And why not have a great time and instead of, you know, standing out in a shitty crowd, just have a great festival. Um, And you know, we don't want it to be a drunk fest. We don't want any trouble, this and that. But we just want, like I keep saying, a fun afternoon with some good food from the, the people at Mad Max, with the best beer you're ever going to be able to find at anything resembling a festival around here, with a TV, some music, cornhole, all that stuff. Um, you know, it's really not about the money for us. It's really about just flexing and putting on the best little intimate festival we can. And if this one goes well, it's definitely something we're going to do uh, more than once a year. So let's make this a good fun, clean, safe time for everyone. If there's any questions regarding the festival, I know there's a lot that goes into it. We haven't, you know, put it on paper necessarily, all the details. So if you've missed something, as with everything else with us, uh, feel free to reach out on social media and uh, and clear that up. Uh, like I said, I'll try and post where everything is going this week. I know it's kind of a lot to take in. We've got a lot of hot stuff landing. I actually just found out this morning uh, as I've Said many times, it's, it's like Christmas morning when you find out all this stuff is coming in. You have a vague idea of when it's coming, but when you know it's on its way, it uh, really gets you going. So it's a big, busy week here at Steel City. Uh, we're really excited, and uh, it's got us going. We're selling a lot of beer. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, but again, anything with the festival, reach out. Any questions at all, but especially with the festival. And uh, there's a couple of volunteer spots left as well if you'd like to pour. Uh, reach out to that for us. Unfortunately, uh, there's only so many of those spots, and a lot of them are trying to take care of people that have taken care of us uh, with some favors in the past. But it's it's worth asking. I can't guarantee anything, but it's worth asking. Uh, but other than that, guys, appreciate all the support. We are absolutely killing it right now. We could not be doing it without you guys. Any other feedback on the podcast, let me know. But enjoy your week, and as always, enjoy some great beer. 